Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creatives of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Kara Tomei, and today I'm going to be talking with New York-based artists and collaborators, Gabriella Salazar and Mary Schleicher. They will talk about their curatorial project called Carousel. Well, taken as written from their website, Carousel is an exhibition experiment. It is a venue on a turntable. It is a nomad. It is anachronism. Surpassing its time and usefulness, Carousel is cheap, familiar, a little stubborn, and begging reinterpretation. Carousel presents regular one-night-only openings that showcase an artist and their use of a mechanical slide projector. So I discovered Carousel and met Gabriella at a one-night show that they did last month at an artist-run space here in Los Angeles called Public Fiction. And I was really intrigued by the format of the show, and I talked with Gabriella about their curatorial collaboration, and um, we started corresponding, and I welcomed them to be on my show to talk about this. So by way of introduction, before I get them to start telling our listeners about their curatorial things, I will say that Gabriella and Mary are both practicing artists uh, in their own right. They have their own practices uh, exhibiting all over the country, if not the world. Uh, Mary has some international things. I believe Gabriella does too. Um, they both got their MFAs from RISD and met there. And Gabriella, she does sculpture-based works, uh, playing with geometric forms and our conditioned, like our preconditioned notions of space, uh, especially in a gallery setting, gallery space. Um, Mary makes objects, installations, and animations that go back and forth between the physical and the digital. She might might call it sculptural typography, um, often using Arabic language. Um, she is from Lebanon and intersecting with design. Um, so they both do very conceptually complex work, well-crafted work, and I urge you to visit either at both of their websites. They have really good websites um, under both of their names, GabriellaSalazar.com and, and MarySchweiter.net, I believe. Uh, you can Google them. You'll find them. So their work is, is really good. So in the meantime, in addition to this busy, busy schedule as artists, they also uh, curatorially collaborate, and Carousel is that project. So I'm excited to uh, welcome them to the show to start telling us about it. Hello, ladies. Hi, Kara. Hi. Hello. So I want to just kind of jump in and ask uh, Gabriella. I'll ask you to start with just when did the two of you start uh, collaborating in this way? Well, Mary and I, about a year, I think, or two after graduating from RISD, started casting about for a, a project to work on together. Um, and our original idea having to do with a, a 
kind of a curated show of postcards totally fell through. Uh, and then about another year later, we were uh, at a Yayo Kusama show at the Whitney and uh, noticed one of the pieces on the slide projector and started batting around the idea of what it would mean to have uh, a slide projector as a, a tool for a piece and then kind of got to this this point where we were wondering what it would mean if the slide projector was a gallery, if it could move around, um, and if that became the site of the work. Uh, so uh, at that point, we quickly started um, finding you know, artists that we knew, artists that we wish we could work with, making a list. And um, this last February, we began having our, uh, our events. Okay, so it's been about six months, and have you and you did you've done about you've done four shows, one night shows in that in that lineup, and um, you're New York based. So most of your shows in, are in New York, and so I caught you in L.A. So Mary, how did it come about that you got a project in L.A. or, or got a space? How did that just you know to come here and do that? Um, so the space in L.A. Um, Basically, the nature of the project, curatorial project we're working on, uh, Carousel, we wanted it to be um, a, a nomad, like a moving project to begin with. Even though we were based, we were based in New York, we always had the intention of having it as a traveling, um, traveling exhibition space. And uh, the way um, Ale came to be is we contacted the artist at the time, uh, Gregory Calici, and um, the space he suggested. And basically the way we find the spaces is somewhere between contacting uh, people we know and also asking the artists where they would like to show. And so the space Gregory at the time suggested was in L.A. And uh, the person we worked with, uh, Lauren Maxler from Public Fiction, is also a RISD graduate who we met at RISD. And so she was based in L.A. And then the whole thing uh, then traveled there. And Gabriella was able to um, be there as well. And that's how, yeah, how we ended up. And we ended up there, and I mean, we we even would love to go to Beirut to to really anywhere that the slide projector can go. Right. So speaking of that, just let's talk about the physicalness of this project and the actual mechanics of it, because the the project at at um, the space in L.A. you had several projectors, old school slide projectors, and more high tech modern projectors too. I mean, do you cart? Do you literally cart projectors around those old fashioned heavy Kodak things with the those you know the old carousel? Uh, I mean, with the your plastic with the slides. I mean, it is definitely like you say, a throwback, you know, to another time of of, of how people projected. And I did notice there was kind of a combination of low and high tech. So talk a little bit about the, just literally the mechanics of it and the equipment of it and, um, you know, how you set it up and then maybe how that intersects into the conceptual idea. Mary, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gabriella, yes, you want to take that one? Sorry. Um, I could start. Uh, with Gregory's piece that you saw in L.A., he, he does a lot of work with modern technology and with 3D modeling, and so I think he was really intrigued by the idea of, of trying to incorporate the analog into that. But from the start, he intended on putting digital projection in concert with the analog. Um, and so that was the first time that that had been done. Um, it, the projectors are heavy. <laughs> They're kind yep. of a uh, a burden in some ways. Um, I uh, recently, for David Horvitz's show here at uh, Recess Art, he uh, I, he didn't try the projector out until about 
an hour before the show and turned out that I'd given him one that didn't have a self-timer on it. We have two here in New York, and so I had to go all the way back to my studio and get this other projector, and I can vouch for how heavy they are. Um, our second artist, Audra Wallowitz, she used uh, the projector more actually as a, um, a a light source and a mechanical kind of uh, light beam. So her, her piece actually had a very physical component where she was lifting one of these projectors and, and kind of, uh, I want to say she was spinning her body and using the light to, to course around the room. And so it's, I mean, we, we really hope that the artists find ways to use them despite their limitations or through their limitations in ways that are, um, you know, new or different, we haven't seen in a while, but maybe go beyond what somebody would expect from a slide projector, um, you know, beyond just the historical lecture or the, you know, here's the slides from my trip kind of thing. Right, and speaking about like a physical interaction with the projector, um, in, this, in the show in July uh, with Gregory, he, he there was a performance, or you called it a performance, and what he did, what his performance was, was physically standing next to the projector, and there was sound and projection, and he kind of um, basically just forwarded on the, the images by pressing the button, kind of at, at I think, at, like, timed timed moments, and, like, so in a way, it was just kind of like watching someone... Um, you know, perform the changing of the slides at the at the right moment. It was just it was it was cool, but it was, it's just interesting that this there is there can be like a physical need for um, inter interacting with a projector, especially like you said. Oh, this one didn't even have a timer. So like in the old days, you'd literally sit there and kind of you know right. check, check them along and, and be physically present. So um, what about that kind of performance? How did he think about that? And um, there's responding to that, uh, Gabriella, because you were the one that was there and, and actually saw him go through it, go through with it. Yeah, I think that um, what we've discovered is that that sort of interaction that the artist has with the projector, even if it's as minimal as pushing a button and hearing that sound that's like clicking, going to the next slide, it, it sets up certain kind of like an expectation um, with each slide that sort of like... Uh, I feel a little bit like there's a shared kind of uh, breath that happens as the, the button is pressed, you know, and then everybody waits for the next thing to come. And uh, and some of the artists have really taken advantage of that. Gregory's piece, um, it, listen, I mean, we've only had four. Gregory's piece had a timed, um, synch synchronized soundtrack. So he wasn't saying anything. Um, but our, our first artist, Elizabeth Scadden, and... Uh, Audra, to some extent as well, had had very um, more active parts in their performance. Elizabeth uh, lectured and, and spoke over photographs and um, hand-drawn slides that she'd made. Um, and Audra, like I said before, was physically moving the, one of the slide projectors. We had two for that performance. Um, and trying to make the beams of light and the images interact on the walls. So um, it's it's interesting how the physicality with it really makes the artists kind of, they, they in many ways need to be very present. Um, and I think that that is an interesting way to show uh, what kind of amounts to like stills from video. <laughs> you know, now we're used to seeing in galleries these images just go and go and go. And uh, and this reminds, I think, the, the viewer and the participating audience that the artist is really much a part of the making of it. 
Yeah, I agree. It was it was interesting, and I, I see where you're coming from. I love that you're just having artists interact with the idea of the project of the physicalness, their own project. Um, so talk a little bit, Mary, about you just had another show on August 8th, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, David Horvitz. Will you describe that project and, and how it went? Sure. Um, so our interaction with um, David was um, when we proposed um, to – um, when we proposed, when we asked him to join um, the project and and to perhaps work with us, um, he was like immediately excited, and um, he started suggesting um, a few ideas. And the way um, the way it went is really the way it goes with each artist. They um, take very much like what Gabriella said. It's um, each like each. It, it is the same slide projector maybe, but it's a different artist and a different space every time. And because of that, it feels it almost feels like a different that they're using a different tool, even though they're using the same tool based on how they work with it. So uh, David was very much the the piece at the um, the piece that David did was called uh, Sad Depressed People, and it was based on a conceptual piece that he had done prior in the form of a book, where he published um, a book of stock photography of sad and depressed people. And so for his slide projector version of it, for the, the carousel version of it, he decided to take uh, photographs of 80 um, people from the art world uh, standing as sad and depressed um, stock photography. And um, mm -hmm. and because of that uh, setup, his, um, it, his uh, involvement was very much the, the involvement that you would put into a piece uh, prior to the show, and then at the show it was uh, led to go on a timer on its own, so you could interact with the piece um, at your own pace, uh, however way you chose to, by entering the gallery space. Mm -hmm. So, and and it's been you've been. How do you feel about the popularity of your your projects? I mean, do you feel that something's building here? Are you really committed to doing Carousel? I mean, I'm curious about your. Not only the short short time goals, but the long term goals. Um, how how formalized are you? Is are you just two artist curators who are loving to put these things together, or is it the goal to become kind of a formal collaborative or even like a formal nonprofit? Talk about the that those issues. Hmm. Mary, you want to take this one? <laughs> Um, I can maybe get started, and I'm sure it will give you <laughs> ideas. <laughs> uh, so, it's like the, I think the best way to answer this question is really we we're learning what we want from doing it. So every time we do a carousel, we understand what we're doing, what we're aiming for, because every time it's different. It's taking a different uh, shape, and it's uh, it's we realize that we need more things. Uh, sometimes it can become very uh, challenging. A, a task as simple as getting a slide projector to a certain space or finding a space um, becomes so challenging that they make us think of what is the way we can make this better or we can make this more sustainable or we can create a system that can keep going uh, keep going on. So um, which way we go with this, um, an NGO is um, definitely um, or I'm sorry, not for profit uh, is definitely one of the ways we've considered. Um, and um, I, yeah, I mean, I mm -hmm. think these are the ideas I can contribute. Uh, Gabriella, if you want to add anything. 
Yeah, I think I, mean, I think we've both talked a lot about trying to keep the project nimble and and keep it um, keep making it more streamlined and easier for us to to run and actually to allow it to grow out of our our own hands and maybe have other people take on aspects of the project, maybe take on a a branch of Carousel in LA, for example, or in Beirut. Um, or in other locations, that then maybe we become more of a place in which these projects can be uh, disseminated, disseminated through our website or um, promoted through our our, you know, our website. Um, but to that end, I mean, we've been speaking about uh, applying for grants. Uh, we definitely would love to give our artists a small stipend to cover the costs because, amazingly, as the technology becomes more rare, it's very expensive to make slides. Um, and so those end up being the, some of the major costs. And Mary and I also like to provide, you know, uh, the regular beverages. And, and uh, we actually have now established a somewhat of a um, tradition of making homemade popcorn and um, serving that at our events as well. So, you know, these small costs, although in some ways it's a very low, um, there's not a lot of uh, complicated things to do, but all those little things kind of start adding up. And uh, and anything that we can do as we learn to, to kind of get this process, uh, you know, to move very smoothly so that we can keep doing them and they don't become um, they become a, you know more of a joyful thing, not so much of a, a trying to fit it in our busy schedules thing. Um, it's that, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, it sounds like it's an organic thing. It sounds like it just came out of a desire to, you know, present work in this new way and you're enjoying it. And then as it's going on, this is typical what happens, but it's a wonderful thing that happens when, you know, practicing artists decide to curate or collaborate and do something and then and then you notice you have something really of value and then what happens next? It's a wonderful process. Mm -hmm. I think that I would love to check in with you all, you know, maybe next year and, you know, kind of see see how it's gone and, and what's happened because I, I love that you're talking about it being nimble. It almost sounds too that you're considering it part of your practice. Like it's almost an art project to pull pull these shows mm -hmm. together and do. And becoming a nonprofit gets you a little less nimble. I mean this is definitely <laughs> true. You know, when you start formal as soon as you start formalizing, that means you need to get other people involved and that means you have to kind of then start being accountable. It's interesting. You're at an interesting precipice of what to do, you know, how to move forward. And, um, you know, I suppose there's lunch. Suppose you've talked about all different options of just keeping it organic and just doing it or, you know, but then is there that next step? And it's uh, and it's an exciting place to be. Um, so, you know, I admire both of you for trying to even do it. I mean, you, like you said, you are so busy. You both have these practices. They take you all over the world for exhibitions. You, you know, Gabriella, you teach. Mary, you work for a design firm. I don't know how you fit it in, to be honest. <laughs> To, to do it, so I admire that. Um, oh, one question I had here too is uh, about the artist. How at the moment, how do you find your artist? Is it really just at the moment, friends, and and then word of mouth, and and then you, you know, approach someone, or is that what, what is the curatorial process at, at the moment, Mary? Um, so the, for at the moment, the curatorial process is pretty much a lot of what you just uh, mentioned. We approach. Uh, we it's based on a lot of it is based on this list we made the first time we met and decided to uh, make this project, and uh, it's people we approach, and uh, it's people we we ask or we find out through um, 
art, other artist friends, um, a lot from um, both our um, circles of um, like artists that we know. But ultimately, our hope is that we would uh, set up a submission process so that we can reach out to more people, maybe even people we don't know who are here about the project and are interested in contributing to it. So uh, this is how we're starting, but we do have a vision as to how we want to continue and who we want to expand to. Oh, I'm sure that if you did get to that point where you could take submissions, you would get quite a lot of submissions. I mean, there are a lot of artists working with projection, and I don't – it was a very unique project. I do a lot of research on, you know, uh, cutting-edge programs and projects and things, and there's really – I haven't come across anything right now quite like it, so I really uh, applaud it, and I think that there's so much potential. I mean, if you did want to formalize it and make it a nonprofit and have that structure and go for grants, I guarantee you it would be uh, successful, I'm sure. <laughs> um, oh, talk you. a little bit Thanks. about an upcoming project. I'd like to hear about what's next. Uh, Gabriella, what is your next show, or do you have it in the pipeline yet? Uh, well, we have an artist, uh, Clement Valla, who has been doing a piece uh, for a while now, actually. I think we approached him, I believe, to be our second artist, and because of certain, um, you know, time and space things, it's, it's been pushed to September, but um, at the time he was working on this piece, he wrote an algorithm uh, with a collaborator uh, to do these mashups of images from the Metropolitan Museum's online collection, and, uh, and there are images that are tagged with the word God or idol or sort of, you know, that, that sort of language, and they're really these kind of beautiful hybrid um, archaeological art historical objects that are um, just presented on white backgrounds as an art object, almost like, you know, an art history slide. And uh, and so um, we approached him as he was doing this thing, and then he decided to actually put the piece on a slide projector. So it's all set up. It's ready to go. Um, he's been showing it already, um, and we're hoping to have an event with him by the end of uh, September coming up. So um, that's our next uh, carousel. Um, we're still finalizing locations. Um, so if any of your listeners are, like, just dying to have that kind of a project, <laughs> they can get in touch with one of us. Um, but then coming up after that, I believe we're going to be doing a project with Heather O'Brien, who is an L.A.-based artist. But I, I do think she's going to do it in New York. So we're still also looking for a site for that one. Oh, too bad. I want you to come back to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the spring. <laughs> that would be great. Well, I want to tell people that you do have a website that, uh, especially if you're a New York person or East Coast person, to get on an email list and get notifications of your shows, uh, carouselproject.com. Um, I, I expect you will be expanding your website, too. That's another. That's a whole project as well. I mean, as an aside, you know, even just building and having a website for something becomes part becomes work and becomes an issue of how do we build it, how do we do it? You know, it's almost like a step of formalizing. So um, right now your your website is very basic. I'm sure you'll be um, improving it, but the key is to get on the mailing list because then you get uh, notifications about about the shows and even just seeing what you're up to. I really enjoy being on the mailing list to uh, kind of watch you from afar. I'm glad you're enjoying the process. <laughs> I am, and I'm enjoying that you're doing Carousel. I think that we can um, wrap it up now because I think you've given us a really great sense of what you're doing. Like I said, it would be really fun to check in with you maybe uh, in a year and see, you know, from here to there how, how the process went of uh, building Carousel and the momentum and what you decided to do with it. And in any case, the projects are wonderful, and I really uh, – 
I think that uh, you're onto something great. So, Gabriella and Mary, thank you for being on Just Radio today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> And I'd like to tell our listeners, of course, that GIST Radio is uh, brought to you by GISTinc.com. And we are a uh, service website for artists, and we have resources and ideas and software and all sorts of things that you need to have to get your shit together and do things like Mary and Gabriella do. That's what my show is about. So please visit GIST-Inc.com, and please listen again. Listen in again. Thank you all for being here. Bye-bye.